everyone and welcome to Talking Talent. I'm Dane Natch, VP of Global Channels at PageUp. I'm very excited to kick off the 12th in our series of LinkedIn Live Conversations. We call them Talking Talent and we touch on the hottest topics in recruiting, uh, employee branding and talent management. Uh, today on the show we're going to try something different. We're bringing in um, one of our PageUp team members, Latal Sherman. Latal is our Head of Experience Design. Latal is a designer, leader, strategist and storyteller with 15 years of experience implementing human-centric design practices into leading tech organizations. Welcome to the show, Latal. Thanks, Dane. Hi, and thanks for having me. Our absolute pleasure. Uh, so we will be touching on uh, the, a, uh, a topic today that most talent teams know is really important um, and one that they often struggle to deliver, a great hiring experience. So engaging recruitment experience is a must for organizations, particularly in today's competitive talent uh, environment. Um, Latal is going to explain the ins and outs of delivering an experience that lives up to the candidate and hiring manager expectations. Given we are live on LinkedIn, if you uh, want to give us a shout out, let us know where you're listening from. Feel free to throw that in the comments. Likewise, if you have questions for Latal or myself, also put those in. Uh, if you are, are watching this after the broadcast, please still feel free to put in questions in the comments and we will come back to those afterwards. So let's kick things off. Um, Latal, uh, given we work together at PageUp, you often talk about the practice of design thinking. Um, mm. So when discussing how to build great hiring experiences, uh, what is design thinking and how did you uh, become involved in the practice? Yeah, uh, great question that I get a lot. So design thinking, first of all, is an approach to creative problem solving. Uh, and I can say that it has uh, two main components. One is really understanding what is the problem that we're trying to solve. And the second part is making sure that we solve the problem in the best way possible. Um, and it really focuses on the people that we're trying to serve or impact. So really understand their needs, their pain points, uh, their behaviors, and, 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 and really digging deep into the problem. So instead of jumping into a solution mode, we want to empathize with the people that we, you know, we want to impact, whether they are there are candidates or employees or team members or customers. It doesn't really matter as long as we are focusing on those people and digging deep into the issues that they might have and really what they're trying to achieve in their life, in their roles, and, and, and so on. Um, and I think one very important part of design thinking is when we do it uh, in a right way and, and correctly and actually having those conversations with people, it enables us to move away from our own biases. And as human beings, we're all, we are all biased, so we just need to accept that. That's part of being a human being. Um, but it kind of uh, gives us uh, an opportunity to really uh, you know, empathize and understand that people, different people have uh, you know, different needs and their experience will be very, very different than what we think. And this is really the best way that we can make sure that the solution or the experience that we are designing for those people will meet their needs and not our needs. Wonderful. That uh, certainly resonates with what I've learned from working with you. Um, I know in particular back in um, 2018, I think it was when you first joined, we ran a design sprint with our product group and, yeah, certainly opened up my mind to... Um, yeah, falling in love with the problem, not the solution, and, and even the biases around how we think we should solve a problem, um, that real empathy, sorry, 
empathy stage uh, and really understanding the end user and what they're looking for versus assuming that your experiences are the same as everyone else's. That really resonated with me as we worked on that. Um, did you want to touch on anything else around how, how that's used within PageUp in particular? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and great that, uh, you know, you mentioned that. I know you are probably one of my biggest fans uh, at, at PageUp. So <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, and, and yeah, so the, the design sprint that we ran at PageUp, that was uh, probably two or three months after I joined the company. Um, and I, you know, it was a, actually a collaboration with you, if you remember. And we wanted just to try something a bit different and give people an opportunity to, to try and practice design thinking because it's not a method only for designers. It started with designers, but it's really a methodology that every single person can use to make sure that the solution they provide to you know, their, their customers uh, is the right solution. So uh, we had two days um, that we invested in that and the first day was really all about the empathy and all about understanding the problem that we're trying to solve and the second day was about uh coming up with many different solutions and you know uh, designing an experiment or a prototype that then we can test and actually validate that this solution is going to meet those people needs um so we had about 60 percent of the company uh joining us in in this uh great uh experience that we had and uh, I personally loved it and enjoyed it. And I think a lot of people enjoyed it as well. Uh, but one of the most probably important things there was when, uh, you know, at the end of the second day, we asked um, every, well, every team to present, you know, the, the process and approach and what is the most important thing that they learned from it. And by far, the biggest learning for most teams was what I thought was the problem wasn't actually the problem. And... That's exactly what I wanted to people to learn, that what I think is the, is the problem or what my problem is, is not necessarily other people's problem. So, and this is where the empathy part, you know, come in place and, and really, really need to understand that we need, you know, to open our mind, to open our, our hearts as well, and, and really, you know, have those personal connections to pe with people, uh, yeah, and understand what the best, uh, you know, experience that we can provide them. Wonderful. Well, that's probably a good segue into our second question, which is uh, why is designing and delivering a great hiring experience so important for talent acquisition teams? Mm, uh, this is a really great question, and I think especially today, right? Uh, during COVID, unfortunately, a lot of people lost their jobs, and now we are in the phase that pretty much every company is hiring, and there is a lot of demand for good talent across many, many, if not all industries. Um, and we want to make sure that we deliver the best experience that we possibly can to, well, first of all, to, you know, uh, give people a great, a great experience and to empathize with them and to remember that they're human beings. And when they, you know, they're looking for a job because they actually need to find a job. It's not a fun thing to do in the first place to look for a job. So how can we, uh, you know, delight them or help them to find a right job, even if they're not going to get it. But, um, you know, j j just to help them in, in this phase when they're looking for a new job because they lost their job or they're not happy in the current job or they just need more income or, or whatever it is. 
Now, I really believe that today we live in a world of experiences, right? This is an era of experiences. There is competition between employers, competition for products. Like we are competing all the time for everything. And people are willing to pay extra money just to get a better experience. And it's not just, right? Experience is probably the most important thing, I would say, whether it's a product or a service or a hiring experience or employees experience every single thing can be uh, solved or improved by really using the methodology of design thinking um, and and candid experience is is really you know it, it, it's another experience it's another service that we're providing to to both candidates and hiring teams so I think it's really really important for um, you know talent acquisition teams, to think about that and think about who are their customers that they're, they're trying to impact. And their customers will usually be the hiring teams where the hiring manager or, or the team that are going to work with a new employee. And also those candidates, they are reaching to them or trying, you know, applying for jobs and trying to get a job, trying to get a foot in the door to work for a specific company. So if we really want to get the best talent for our teams, if we will provide a better experience, then our competitors will be in a much better position to to get the best talent, um, you know, and, and the best employees will work for us. And, you know, and and, and then, and, and again, it's, it's only the starting point, right? After that, we really want to also create a really great uh, employees experience as well. Yeah, wonderful. So you touched on a few of the things that... Uh, Again, um, I hear regularly from our customers uh, and, and likewise work with a lot of our partners on, on making sure we deliver those experiences. I know that um, I was reading an article on uh, Rally Forward uh, just before from, I think it was a research by Talent Board that something like um, uh, there's a 72% increase in the candidate experience simply if an organisation focuses on surveying or interacting and understanding, asking candidates throughout the entire candidate experience sort of what they think of that process, what's working, what's not working. And I guess that's that empathy, right? If you open up open up to listening more to the candidates throughout the entire journey, um, you're, you're more likely to know where you can improve it. And um, also given uh, the stats we see, there's typically on average 20 applicants for every role, in some instances many more. Um, and if you hire one individual, then 95% of the people interacting in that recruiting process weren't successful and they can often be customers, um, there might be advocates or if they get a bad experience, the exact opposite. They may no longer be a customer um, and, and they might even negatively reflect on your brand. Uh, and inevitably, they'll probably be interested in additional future roles if they have a great experience versus maybe never coming back to your brand again if you don't. So there's yeah, certainly a lot of value in making sure that everyone involved in the hiring experience um, really does get a great great one. Yeah. Um, so ne- so, so maybe we'll move into the, the third one, which is maybe some examples of how hiring teams um, can leverage design thinking uh, to stand out in this very competitive market that we find ourselves in now. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, yeah, that's what kind of what you touched on before. People want to know that they, people want to be respected and they want to know that the other people care about them, right? So if I am applying for a role, if someone is applying for a role, we expect, you know, there is something we call in design basic expectations. Our, my expectation is to hear something back, um, to know that, you know, I, I mean something to someone. 
Um, and that's, you know, that's exactly the same for, for candidate experience or, or, or hiring experiences. And it's really, really important to remember that at the end of the day, those are human beings are looking for jobs. So what can we do to actually make sure that we understand and dig deep into, um, you know, the problems that we're trying to solve and the experience that we're trying to design for them? So uh, easy things to do is actually, like you said before, it's serving those people that uh, were our candidates. Uh, whether they got the job or not, it doesn't really matter. And uh, we are actually now doing my research team and I are now doing uh, a big project on candidate experience. And we're talking to a lot of people from different industries, di different geographic, to really understand their experience. Um, and one thing that we do, for example, is asking them, you know, have you applied for a job in the last six months? Tell me about your experience. And we want them to take us through all the steps that they had and understand where they had a good experience and why they had uh, not as good experience and what can potentially be done better. And uh, we got a lot of insights uh, so far. And really the most important thing is that people want to feel respected. People want to know what's going on, what's going on with their recruitment process. So if someone is applying for a job and we know that this is not the right person for the job, uh, communicate with them as soon as possible because they people don't expect to get the job. They expect to get an answer. And if you'll give them an answer and you tell them why they didn't get the job, they will be in much better position to still like you as an employer or as a company, still be your customers, will uh, recommend other people potentially to apply for the job. Maybe they'll apply to a different job, uh, you know, in the future, but you're keeping those people, you know, in your talent pool, for example, or keeping them engaged with your brand. And this is so, so important. So the easiest thing to do is actually ask people, not assume that we know what's going to work for them, not assume what we need to, what details we need to put in, you know, the job description or in the communication. Just ask them what's working for you, what's not working for you. Did you have a good experience? What can we do better next time? Uh, and really, the, probably the most important thing that we heard from people is they want feedback. So not just a random feedback. Uh, you know, you you're you're not right for the job. If you can spend a few minutes and actually tell them why they're not the right fit for the job, they will understand and they can apply those learning next time or potentially not apply for jobs, similar jobs, because they know that they're not going to get that, but they understand exactly where their skills are and what are the right jobs for them. Uh, so, you know, they can work or, or potentially work on those gaps that, that they have. Um, so yeah, adopting design thinking is really about that. And then I would say just, just to add to that. So after we understand what are the, um, how can we improve, uh, you know, in those experiences, I would highly recommend not to completely change the whole process, but you know, this is where experimentation is coming, uh, to try one thing. So one small thing of feedback that you say, okay, makes sense. I can really change it easily. Uh, apply it to your hiring process and see if it makes a difference. And then you can survey people uh, and, you know, ask them to, to write your experience, the experience, ask them to get some feedback. And you can learn very, very quickly and very easily if this small change actually improved. Wonderful. I think that's a good example of how we see um, the whole design thinking methodology 
marrying really well with agile approaches, um, which again, we use across the whole business, not just within our product group, but all business units now actively participate in, in sort of our agile uh, methodologies. And um, yeah, that sort of test and learn, sort of uh, iterate, try a small change, yeah. make an improvement, listen, empathize, observe. Um, yeah, lots of really great practices we're, we're seeing across all business units now since, uh, since the introduction of those. Wonderful. Um, so just on to the next question. So most TA teams uh, will already be using some form of tech uh, to recruit and interact with their candidates. Um, with the hiring experience in mind, what are the, some, some of the key considerations uh, when selecting the right technology to use? Yeah, so I think technology shouldn't really dictate the experience. You should decide on the experience. You should design the experience that you want to provide to your customers or, or, or your candidates and choose the right tech that will enable that. Um, so for us at PageUp, for example, yes, and you know, we, we work at PageUp and we truly believe in our product. But our product, for example, enable hiring team to focus way more on the important human interaction that they have with, with candidates and with hiring teams and less on all the admin work that really a computer can do for them. So this is a, a really important thing. Uh, if you're using, if you're choosing a new tech, make sure that the, you know, all the admin work, all the, um, uh, the notification, all the communication can be done uh, very easily, you know, via the system, and you can spend the majority of your time actually having those conversations with people, you know, finding talent, replying to candidates, talking to hiring managers, uh, uplifting their skills sometimes. Sometimes it's a very, a very big thing that is needed to upskill the hiring uh, managers or the hiring teams to have better conversation with candidates, improve the, you know, the recruitment process, improve the interview process, Whatever you need to do, this is probably the most important thing that you can do because a computer can't do it for you. Um, so this is a big thing. And the second one is also understand your, the candidates that, that you have, uh, you know, whether they are using a mobile phone, whether they're using a desktop, uh, ensure that the tech that you're choosing can enable that. And I would also say accessibility is a really big thing now, and that's really, really important. We want to get... Uh, you know, as many candidates as, as we can, as many good candidates or, you know, p candidates that are um, are good for this job, we want to get a lot of them. And we also want to make sure that everyone, regardless of their abilities, can use the tech. Um, and that's really important as well. We don't want to dismiss people because they have, you know, disabilities or they can't do something. We want to ensure that they can also apply for a job and get a job and work because honestly, this is the right thing to do, right? And we will also be uh, in a better position as a company and as an, an, an employer if we can uh, make sure that we enable our candidates to do that. Mm, wonderful. Yeah, I guess that last point really touching on diversity of whether it's diverse candidates, but even just the diversity of approach, uh, I think that's also something that we sort of heavily prize ourselves on here at PageUp, which is that configurability that um, you Absolutely. may need to actually deliver a different hiring experience for different job families or role types within your organisation. So it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. It's very much um, understand that the role you're trying to hire for. So as you say, have, have a really good conversation about the job brief because that's something that um, you probably want a recruiter and a hiring manager to have a deep conversation about. It's not a 
um, an automated activity, sort of defining the needs or the requirement of the role, and then noting that even the selection process, so a graduate hire versus an executive hire, is obviously going to be a very different experience to deliver. So having that configurability in a, in a technology to make sure you can do that is always important. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, it's been amazing having you on the show and um, hopefully our, our audience has taken a lot of really practical tips on, on how they can apply uh, design thinking to their approaches uh, or they might even want to go and do a bit more research and learn more. Um, and if you do, I'm sure Latar would be happy for you to reach out on, on the socials uh, or on email. Um, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Latar. Thank you. Thanks so much, Dane, for having me. Always a pleasure. Awesome. Wonderful. And thank you to our audience. Uh, we'll be seeing you again in a couple of weeks' time with our next show. Bye now. Bye.